Do you find it funny when the market shifted, all those team leads said, hey, start bringing your sphere of influence, start bringing all that back into play. All of a sudden, the cold calls dried up, everything dried up. Well, I'm here to tell you the absolute winning strategy to win in this market right now has nothing to do with the traditional lead generation pieces because as the market has shifted and transactions are down 30 or 40%, so are those leads as disclosed by somebody who I know who built their business through cold calling and said exactly that on a call I was on today. So stay tuned. I'm going to give you the winning strategy in this market right now that you can absolutely do, no matter if you know a million people or you know one person in your market. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up guys, Jeremy Kane, the Real Estate Agent Playbook. Excited for today to give you this winning strategy of right now in this market, what you can do, what I've done to have a consistent business over the the recent months, even when things are changing and markets are down, I'm right where I need to be, right where I should be as far as my business goes. But first, please like, comment, subscribe. If I say something that you know resonates with you, please give me a comment. I would love to hear your feedback. If you're listening on you know the podcast, please share with your favorite real estate agent. We're looking to grow that community as well. But let's get into this winning strategy. First things first, I think one thing that I've realized is my business is my sphere of influence. So I'm driving everybody, all my contacts from my past, from my high school, from my college, from you know previous jobs, they're all what my, my family, my friends, that's what my sphere of influence was built around. But now my goal is every new relationship to bring them into my sphere of influence so that they are getting the constant communication. They are seeing my education and my willingness to absolutely bend over backwards for my clients and do the right thing and do this business correctly. And so understanding that as a sphere of influence versus, oh, just sphere of influence is who I know was a game changer for me and has allowed me to continue to build that up, you know, over time and absolutely take advantage of this market because I already have a group of people. I already have that database that I can go back through and I can say, okay, who's the winners? Let's reach out to here. Okay. This person just had a baby. This person just had a death in their family. This person just had a kid graduate. All of those reasons that people are actually selling homes right now. I have a list of people that already know, like, and trust me, or that I have built a relationship with that I can go call on. And then it's not the cold call, right? It's not, you know, looking for the general market for the new clients and all of that. I always say, people ask me, you know, what's, what's your strategy to get as many listings as you do? And I say, well, if you're going to list homes, you have to talk to homeowners. And that is as simple as it is. A lot of those people in your database, especially the people that purchased from you, are probably the lowest hanging fruit in your database that you can connect with. So, that is the sphere of influence kind of visual that I have. It's very different than other people. So now everybody that comes into this, everyone that I have a true relationship with, they get my stuff and they're constantly, I'm constantly in front of them, constantly top of mind, constantly providing value, which is something that that is very important to the, to the you know, deal. But if you can actually look at that and be like, okay, I do have a sphere of influence. I've been here for five years. I do talk to people. I have had other jobs. I have done this. I have done that. I have, you know, a significant other that has also a sphere of influence that she talks to. Then it kind of changes the game as far as, you know, I don't have a lot of friends here. I don't have a lot of family here. Your sphere of influence is everyone you come in contact with if you have a process and then a system behind it. 
So today, while you're watching this episode, make a list. Where's your dream team? Who are the people in your sphere that are connected? Who can absolutely help you grow your business? Write that list out and send it to me in an email. Just kidding. Don't send me your sphere of influence. That was a joke. But write that list out. Take action. Start to make those connections with those people who you have identified as the most important. Maybe it's the 10 people that you think are closest to purchasing a home. Maybe it's the 10 people who are owners of businesses that you can reach out to that you can highlight on your channel or whatever. Whatever it is, make a list of those people, kind of a dream team, and hold yourself accountable to build those connections. And don't build those connections with, hey, you know, do you know anyone who wants to buy or sell? Provide value, right? Hey, I'm, you know, a real estate agent, I'm building a vendor list. Can I drive business to you? Hey, you know, I have this first time homebuyer seminar absolutely free. If you don't have any interest in buying a home, come have a free glass of wine. Anything like that providing value will get the conversation started, will give you the position in their minds of the expert in your chosen field, which probably by now you realize is real estate if you're still watching this video. The next thing we got it we got to talk about that is introduce those modern strategies you must have some place to send people to usually that's digital i know a lot of you are old school maybe aren't on social media maybe are but if you have those social media places make sure that you're strategically sending people to the right places if all of your facebook's about first time home buyers don't don't send your move up buyer to that place maybe your instagram's more about move up buyers and all these great families that you've helped move up whatever but just have a plan you see and and that was a pretty stark plan you're probably not that niche down on your social media but also with that said don't send somebody who doesn't have an instagram to your instagram that you have to understand your audience and make sure that you're connecting with them you know in a more modern way outside of you know the the typical mailers or door knocking or that kind of stuff you have to have a place to send them when that humanistic face-to-face -face connection is made so that they can you know, you can continue to be top of mind because no matter what people say, sure, you know, belly to belly, this, that, the other thing, we still are, our attention span is intentionally being shortened day by day. So we need to make sure we're staying ahead of that game. The next thing I'm going to say about social media is people oftentimes are like, oh, I have to have an Instagram. I have to have a YouTube. I have to have this. If that's you and you're trying to build them all at one time, stop, go to the one where most of your people are. I was just meeting with one of my agents today for his onboarding meeting. And he said he had, you know, the most connections on LinkedIn because his past life, I said, well, let's use LinkedIn. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can just pivot just a little bit, include your real estate stuff on that channel. And those 1500 people are already built. Those are the people that are going to help you get into the game and get commissions rolling and get referrals rolling. So just Take a step back and be more simple. Where are you already? Where are the people that you want to serve already? And go there, build that piece up, and then maybe you can add a different one. But if you have that one channel where, you know, your target avatar lives, let's go there, right? He said he wanted to build a referral business and he's, you know, got a ton of business contacts and property management contacts from the West Coast in Texas. Okay, perfect. You want to build a referral business. You have a contact of a really good database of abled, you know, buyers and sellers. Let's use that. And they're on LinkedIn. So we're going to build it through LinkedIn. And so you have to take a step back and not just do Facebook or YouTube just because someone else did it because they might have had their following on that media before. And so you have to realize that you have to be a little more, you know, 
critical of your situation and say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going to build. Sure. I, I'll build an Instagram down the road. Absolutely. Starting out, I'm going to start here. And then maybe I'm going to start, okay, I can do this on Instagram. I can do this on Instagram. And then all of a sudden you're building that as you go. And that's not your only place to send people with 12 followers. You have this place over here where you're connecting whatever. And maybe you start to pull one by one those people over to Instagram as well for that content. And then they're fully bought in. The next thing about social media that people kind of sometimes do is overthink content. If you're an agent, if you're out there doing it, if you're out there door knocking, if you're out there going to classes, if you're out there meeting with agents, just document it. Turn the camera around. Don't even have to have your face on it. Say, oh, learning about ethics today. Oh, learning a new strategy to, to serve my clients today. Whatever that is. Oh, meeting with other agents who possibly could have, you know, could be on the other side of your dream home you know, as the listing agent, anything like that, start documenting what you're doing because you're putting that time in. That's the important part. You got to put the time in. But if you document that alone, that's good content for your, your audience to realize, okay, they're in real estate and they're actually, you know, making this a career. It's not just a side hustle. And so just document what you're doing and document what you do outside of real estate. Oh, tried out this new restaurant today. It was great. I had the quesadillas or whatever you eat and you're good to go. So you can take that content and make it less confusing for you to create because you're just following along with your story and what you're doing to build your business. And before you know it, you'll have a personal brand. You'll have a story. Your story will be out there. Your why will resonate with people and clients will start to start to call you and you know, they'll be like, oh, I was watching your social media video. And that's where the brand kind of takes off. And, you know, as I've said before, the brand isn't your logo and the colors. The brand is your story and what people can relate to and latch on to so that they can refer you business or they feel like you are their real estate agent. The best out of the eight that they know. So I could sit here and tell you success story, success story, success story, right? 36 out of 52 clients came from repeat client referral. 49 came from my sphere of influence. The truth is, is that it all starts with value. It all starts with consistency. It all starts with keeping in touch. You can be an extrovert. You can be an introvert. But this sphere of influence will absolutely help you find the winners in the market because you know, maybe your niche disappeared. Maybe that cold calling, you know, tactic just dried up a little bit. Well, you have built a sphere of influence in that time that you can start to draw on. You can throw an event. You can kind of pour into those people. You can keep an eye on because you're friends with them on social media, hopefully. And, you know, when they have that life change or whatever, you can be there as a resource. When they raise their hand and say, hey, I want to remodel my kitchen or, hey, I need a new furnace, be that resource so that when they do buy or sell or transact, you can be there to help them out. So that's a huge part of it is, you know, developing that sphere of influence from day one so that when the market does change a little bit, and maybe one pillar dries up, you can go back through and be like, okay, these 10 people are probably going to make a move. And, you know, I probably wouldn't cold call them. Right. So you, you go back to the, the well and, you know, maybe you call them, maybe you, you know, stop by their house, do a pop by, whatever, make sure that, you know, you're, you're on those terms with them. But, you know, you reach out and text, just checking in, how you doing? And you would be shocked that if you have 10 people that you've identified as people that may be ready to make a move, they might not make a move, but I guarantee you, they know at least two or three people that are and that one touch might just cause them to be like, Hey, my real estate agent just called me and, you know, you were just talking about this the other day. I, I gave him your number. Anything like that can absolutely 
get that next transaction, get that ball rolling. And as you go, the leverage will continue and the repeat clients will just snowball because you're providing that top level service. You're checking in, you're showing them that you care and you may never have to pick up another phone to cold call again. So I hope that helped. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast. And if you need anything, please reach out. Game plan call below. Would love to dive into your business and see how we can make it a winning uh, recipe for your success. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.